Life's complicated and overwhelming enough, especially for those of us in mission-driven work. So let's make your journey to health as simple and sustainable as possible. I'm Lisa Baker, and I want to welcome you to the Simply Health Coaching Podcast, where it's the food and it's more than the food. On this podcast, we'll talk about the food that you put in your mouth and everything else that nourishes you or doesn't, with special attention paid to the problems and opportunities facing women over 40 burning out in mission-driven work. My vision is a world in which we can all be well while doing good, and my mission is to give you the simple resources and practices and some helpful connections to get there. Let's get started. Well, the results are in, and I am appallingly average. I have been applying for long-term care insurance, and the process involves a physical, including the usual sort of blood and urine samples, in addition to an EKG, a few more unusual measurements, such as, please stand up from your chair without using your hands to assist you. Walk to the sliding glass door, turn, come back, and sit down. Okay, so that's not much of a challenge for someone who does yoga and walks about five miles a day. No problem. Here are 10 words. I'm going to say them, show them to you on a flashcard, and ask you to repeat them and then make a sentence with each of them. And the words were not that unusual. Foot, door, yellow, rain, bicycle, magazine, etc. Now we're going to put these aside and we'll revisit them later. Ten minutes later, the nurse asked me to recall as many of the words as I could. I made it to six, thought a little bit more, came up with eight, and my little overachiever self panicked. And she looked at me and she said, that's actually excellent. Most people get to six or so. So yes, I did pretty well. And like I said, the final conclusion was still that I am appallingly average. Why appallingly? All the usual numbers, cholesterol, HDL, LDL, triglycerides, A1C, etc., fell within a normal range. That's great, right? That range, I've learned, is not necessarily, well, normal. It's really a reference interval. It's a range based on statistical analyses of the results of tests on a large number of individuals in what's called a reference population. And don't forget that reference population is often determined by reference man. I've written about that on the blog. You can check that post out. The link will be in the show notes. So you want to know what all that means? Here's a quote from the National Institutes of Health. A reference interval is the interval between and including two reference limits which are values derived from the distribution of results obtained from a sample of the reference population. The reference population is a hypothetical entity, including an unknown number of reference individuals. A reference individual is a person selected for testing on the basis of well-defined criteria. In in the case of health-related reference intervals, also called physiological or biological reference intervals, the selection criteria are designed to exclude the most usual 
pathological conditions known to affect the concentration values of the analyte under investigation. It is essential to notice that the reference limits are defined through various statistical methods so that a stated fraction, usually 2.5% of the reference values, is less than or equal or more than or equal to the respective upper and lower limits. Another important observation is that selecting a different sample of reference individuals from the reference population would give slightly different limits. Whew. Catch all that? So presumably, the insurance company is comparing my numbers to a range that has been determined to contain, at a minimum, people in my age range. So normal, quote unquote normal, is really an average of all these other people's numbers. And 5% of them are excluded. So this is 95% of the people in that group. So let that sink in. What we consider normal is really average, which means we really, really need to be concerned about who the other people in the reference population are. It reminds me of the conversation about what normal perimenopause looks like. You'll hear many women and their health practitioners refer to hot flashes, emotional dysregulation, sleep disruption, dry skin, etc., as quote unquote normal. As I've said before on my blog, a better word would be common. Just because the majority of women experience it that way doesn't make it normal. It's common. It may even, terrifying thought, be average. And yet there are shining examples of women who breeze through that stage of life. Individuals who stay mentally and physically fit until a ripe old age. Others who heal from devastating injuries and illnesses. The human body really is a miracle. As Deepak Chopra says, we're made of stardust, literally made of stardust. And our normal state is one of true health, not average mediocrity. It seems a bit criminal to expect so little of ourselves and deny our bodies the opportunity to be amazing, not just average. It's clear, another quote from NIH, it's clear that this term, normal, is not scientific because as E.A. Murphy stated many years ago, those years being 1966, one year after I was born, Quote, try as we may, we cannot come up with anything like an absolute definition of normal from the scientific viewpoint. So I love that the NIH makes this admission, buried as it is within an attempt to do just that, explain what normal test results are. I've been health coaching for close to 10 years now, and it seems that most patients and healthcare practitioners are stopping short of achieving optimal health by aiming for average. Average is a great place to start if you're truly unwell. Let's get to a place where we can stop taking innumerable medications with even more innumerable side effects. Is even more innumerable a thing? I don't know. <laughs> where we can perform our daily tasks without aches and pains, where our chronic diseases no longer rule our lives. Being in pain, sleeping poorly, 
taking medications to manage everything from our pains to our moods to our relationships with food. All those are not normal. They are common. They are, sadly, average in our society. One of the primary tenets of integrative nutrition health coaching is bioindividuality. The idea that every one of us is what I like to call a unicorn, a unicorn. Nobody else on the planet is exactly like you. It's fine to measure yourself against others. And being average is a starting point. It's not the end game. The food and lifestyle choices that make us optimally healthy vary from one individual to another. If you want to discover the combination that works for you, let's talk. And by the way, those food and lifestyle choices do not have to be costly or time consuming. Thanks for listening. Please note that any suggestions provided on this show are not meant to replace medical advice, and the opinions of the guests on this show are their own. Simply Health Coaching and Elizabeth A. Baker, LLC, neither endorse nor take responsibility for statements made by guests. Let me know your thoughts about the episode and share your biggest takeaways and aha moments. And let me know who else you want to hear from on the topic of being well while doing good. You can send me a voice message directly through most of the listening platforms. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast in your listening app so you never miss an episode. Love the podcast? You can support it with a donation directly from the podcast homepage in most listening apps. If you'd like to know more about my work, visit my website at simplyhealthcoaching.com. As always, the link is in the show notes.